Hello and welcome to Tech Talk Live on this beautiful uh, July 8th. July 8th. July 8th. Yeah. We are here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, the United States of America. Planet Earth. Planet Earth. Milky uh, Way Galaxy. <laughs> or is that, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, Galaxy. galaxy yeah. Yeah. In the universe, because there's only one that we know of. I'm going to say there's more than one. Well, I think there is Parallel infinite. dimensions could be a thing, sure. according to physics. Yeah. And those physicists know what they're talking about. So Well, they watch TikTok Live. <laughs> <laughs> um, hello, everybody. I hope you're all doing wonderful today. Corey, could you do an alt tab for me? Because I would like to see the I really uh, would be happy that to. That is wonderful. We're very light on participants today, which is uh, a little bit sad. We only have 15 people here joining us so far. But uh, I hope all 15 of you, wait, one of those includes us, I think. <laughs> I hope all 14 of you are uh, having a lovely day today. And today, we're going to be taking a look at the Clover 10 and the CloverBook Pro. So you get double the devices for your money, yeah. which is also free, because this is free. So you get double devices for your $0 today. Um, Corey, how are you today? I'm doing, I'm doing well. Summer is going fast. Mm -hmm. uh, it cooled off. We had a kind of a hot couple of days here for a while. Yeah, it was nasty. Uh, but now it's kind of cooled off. And yeah, I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm doing absolutely wonderful today. Yeah. Yes, uh, as I just told you, England have reached the final I of the Euros. Yeah, I saw and that. so they are going to be playing how, Italy. How many is it? How many is it? Just a single match or? Single. Uh, yeah. Well, each, so each round, you know, you go through the qualifying stages, yeah. and then you go through the quarterfinals and the semifinals, and then the finals. Each time, it's one game. So, so there, it's it's England, Italy, one game, winner take all. You got it. Wow. You got it. And uh, yeah, England haven't uh, won a major tournament since 1966. Okay. Been a little while. Who's the favorite? That's a wonderful question. Um, did I did I go? Did I go past your knowledge of? Well, no. So oh. before the tournament, England were ranked fourth and Italy were ranked seventh. Okay. So theoretically, yeah. you know, we could be. However, Italy have not lost or drawn. Well, it would be easy to say. They've won all of their games in the European tournament, whereas England have, have drawn one match against Scotland. Really? Yeah. Okay. So theoretically, Italy have done better. Got it. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess okay. we shall find out. On Good the luck. Day. When's the game? Sunday, two o'clock, and you can see it live on Tech Talk Live. <laughs> no, no, you really can't actually. Yeah. <laughs> but you can see it live on ESPN. Cool. So, uh, Perfect. Anybody else is excited about that? Then please let us know in the chat, which is our default method of communication. Yeah. And uh, you can also post questions in the Q and A about uh, about soccer or about anything else. Well, I mean, generally probably tech questions because <laughs> that is what we are here for. Yeah. This isn't soccer chat. Um, but That's a uh, we do that on Tuesdays. We do that on Tuesdays, <laughs> and it's uh, it's very uninformed. It's very, yeah. <laughs> we just say random things. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so please do feel free to type away in the chat all the Q and A as we progress, and of course that can also include any jokes which people have. We all we always welcome those. And uh, Kenneth says good morning from San Jose. California. Hey, Good cool. morning. I hope you are having a lovely day then. I hope the weather is fine. Um, yes. So, Corey, why don't you tell us about ACV RBP? Yeah. So, um, we, uh, all of our Tech Talk Lives are eligible for ACV REP credits. Mm -hmm. You're going to head over, uh, as usual, to vision-forward.org slash Live. Underneath the ACVREP resources heading, you will find a link to the evaluation form. Go ahead and fill out your evaluation, including your entrance and exit code. 
and um, you'll pay uh, uh, your $10 fee and you will get your continuing education credit. Yes. Today's opening code is yes. good. 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 For those uh, who don't know, that's spelled G-O-O-D. Correct. Good. Good spelling. <laughs> Good. Excellent. And that is on the screen. Core, if you'd uh, if you'd like to put it in the chat. Yeah, I'll throw it in the chat sense. in just one moment. Oh, okay, here. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll get it in there before uh, in just next next couple of minutes or so. Okay. Um, before we go any further, we do of course have to have our traditional joke of the week, and this joke of the week comes courtesy of Squarespace. If you want some great <laughs> website design, wait a minute. We're not giving oh, away no, we're free. Not, we're not sponsored. Are yeah, we? we're not, I mean, if they want to sponsor, it's awesome. <laughs> I've been listening to too many podcasts yeah, where Squarespace are yeah. uh, the sponsors. <laughs> um, anyway, as we were saying, joke of the day. And Corey has not heard this one. No, I've not. Okay, Corey. Yes. What did the shark say when he ate the clownfish? What did the shark say when he ate the clownfish? I'm choking on your funny bone. <laughs> I don't know. You, you've got the right idea, but okay. you're a little off. He said, hmm, this tastes a little funny. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we never said that these jokes were funny. I know. I think actually multiple times we've said that they're terrible. <laughs> that, we did. that is very true. That's all it has now fun. become part of, of the game. Of the yeah. If anybody else has a really terrible joke, then please feel free to share. Or if you ever laugh. Uh, let yeah, us let know us so know. that we can change that. <laughs> because obviously so we can decrease the standard. We're doing something wrong. <laughs> so. All right. Um, so with all of that being Should said, Colin, do we have yes? Do we have anything else that we need to say at the top of this? Um, no, I don't think so. All I think right. we're ready to to rock and roll. And um, right, well, let's rock and roll. So we're going to switch over to our webcam here. There we go. And Corey, if you could switch back to yeah, I'll take care of you. Okay. Uh, we do have a couple of comments here. Corey, would you like to uh, look at those or would you like me to look at those? Um, yeah, give me just a moment. Okay, dokie. Well, go ahead and do it if you want. Okay, so let me just switch over to the chat a second here. Um, from uh, Twyla, I think it is uh, pronounced, is captioning available? Sadly, we do not have that yeah. technology at the moment. So let me, let me, uh, th so let me. Just say something really quick about captioning. So, okay. uh, you know, Zoom has this really uh, nice new auto captioning feature uh, where, uh, you know, AI will take care of the captionings for you, which we would love to, to use. Unfortunately, because we utilize um, Zoom for healthcare because of HIPAA compliance, you cannot use that auto captioning feature. <laughs> so, unfortunately, at this time, we are unable to uh, provide captioning. We are working on, on trying to. Uh, fix that. So okay. I apologize. And also, I will say, um, although this isn't necessarily ideal, but these videos do go up to YouTube. And by tomorrow, you would be able to watch a recording of this on YouTube with automatically generated captions. Sure. Um, because the audio quality that we have is quite good, I suspect those captions are pretty good as well. So um, yeah, apologies for that not being as good as it could be. Um, but there is at least you know something there available. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, we uh, we got a comment that everyone might be at the virtual NFB convention. Hence oh, the low I for, you know yes. what? I forgot what's going on this week. You're yes, right. Yes. So uh, now right. it's kind of sad that we aren't bigger than NFB at this point. Well, but, uh, you know what? Next, next, maybe uh, next July 
second one. Yeah. We, we might be. <laughs> uh, so thank, yeah, a double thank you to everybody for attending and uh, coming to watch us. Uh, rather than, yeah, uh, choosing us. Nice. Yeah, that's excellent. We appreciate it. And uh, Twyla says, that is interesting. Thank you. I'm using Otter as a backup. Have to say I'm not familiar with that, but I'm glad that uh, it sounds like you have some kind of uh, solution there. OK, um, so let's take a look at the Cloverbook Pro. And uh, that's what's on the screen. I just realized, unfortunately, we don't have our camera set up on this scene. Um, so you won't be able to see us as we're presenting this. That's actually, I think, in many ways, a better An improvement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it'll be OK. Yes, uh, so uh, apologies about that. But uh, here we are. You're looking to our webcam at the Cloverbook Pro here. And this is a foldable electronic magnifier. The label on it is SightCare. Um, so SightCare is um, you know, the manufacturer, potentially. But I have seen other labels on it as well. And so I'm not 100% who the ultimate manufacturer is. But I will say that we um, acquired this through Irie AT. And um, although we will be selling it here ourselves as well, because we do like it. Um, but it seems like they are the ones who have the agreement with the manufacturer um, for, for the device. And it's essentially, it's a very similar device to the Connect 12 from Humanware, um, but um, with its own kind of benefits and cool um, features. One of which um, those who are sighted will be able to see straight away. And that is the fact that you can actually use two screens with this. And so we have a, uh, a top screen and a bottom screen set up here. And uh, that allows you to do some, some certain cool things. So, um, so let's take a look at some of the features here. The bottom screen is going to be your, your default screen. And uh, when you buy the device, um, you know, this is the only screen. The other screen is a separate purchase. Cloverbook Pro, you're looking at $2,995. And the upper screen, I think, was $350. Three, um, no, $349. Three, oh, well, <laughs> I, I apologize. $349 for the top screen. Uh, so that is an optional uh, extra. The device does fold away flat, and it does have a handle integrated. I'm not going to do that now because it will uh, mess up my, uh, you know, my setup here. Um, but um, yes, it, it does fold up. And it's actually lighter weight than the Connect 12 um, or the Mac Connect, if, if that's what you're used to calling it. Um, so that, that's a nice little feature. Another nice little feature, and I don't know how well this comes out on the webcam, but there is actually a distance camera integrated into the top right of the tablet here. And um, it's a really clever design. Um, now, unfortunately, you can't you know, move it over to the left side, which you can with the Connect 12. Um, but it is really clever how it's integrated, and we shall certainly take a look at that. Now, this device does have touchscreen uh, controls as well as physical controls. And so we do have a number of buttons across the bottom surface here. And there's some buttons on the side which you're not able to, uh, to see um, at the moment. And it is quite a complex device. So um, there's a lot that it can do. But you know, with that comes a fairly steep learning curve. So that is worth, uh, worth bearing in mind there. Let's take a look at some of the basic functionality. So across the bottom surface, we have a home button, which will open up a, a menu and allow us to do certain things. We have a control for different colors. We have a, a joystick in the center, which will allow us to do various things that we'll take a look at. We have a magnification dial, and we have a text-to-speech button. So yes, this device does do text-to-speech, and in fact, uh, can also do full-page text-to-speech, as well as uh, non-full-page text-to-speech as well. Uh, of course, the camera is integrated into the tablet part itself. And it's actually integrated on the bottom center, um, so kind of where my, uh, my, where my finger is pointing to there on the screen. Um, the cool thing about that is that um, with these devices, because of the way that the stand operates, um, sometimes when you put larger documents under them, it's hard to uh, move the document from side to side, to side 
um, because the stand is in the way. Um, with the way that this is designed, you don't have so much of that problem. So it is better um, than some of the other devices when it comes to kind of you know reading uh, larger documents and so on and so forth. So I thought that was a pretty smart design. Of course, it's got uh, lighting uh, integrated into it as well. So you can be in a dim environment and use it perfectly well. Let's take a look at some of the basic functionality here. Uh, magnification dial, we'll zoom in. And uh, nobody should be surprised that it's able to do that. It would be kind of weird if it wasn't able to do that. <laughs> um, at the very highest magnification, yes, we do. You know, the image does get a little bit blurry, but um, you know uh, that's kind of to be expected. It does go very large. I don't actually know the specific magnification level it goes to, um, but uh, hopefully, um, if you're able to see the screen here, you will see that it does go very large indeed. And we can zoom out, and we can probably go to around 1.2 times magnification on the low end, or something like that. Um, so that's all present and correct. We also have the various different colors, as you would expect. And we can go ahead and just uh, rotate our color dial to cycle through those. Nothing too exciting there. There is a good range of colors, greens and blues and yellows, and so on and so forth. Um, one of the cool things about this device is it has a live panning mode. And that's done with the joystick in the center. So we can go ahead and zoom in. And when we're zoomed in, we can do live panning. So rather than moving the document physically underneath the device, we can use the joystick in the center. Let me just push this back a bit so you can hopefully see that bit better. And we can move that joystick from left to right and up and down. And that will give us a certain degree of panning. Now, it's not going to cover an, an entire 8.5 by 11. Um, so you will still most likely have to do some kind of physical moving of the document. But it does give you a degree of, uh, of live panning, which is kind of cool. And uh, that is also a feature of the Clover 10 that we'll be looking at uh, after we've done this, which is a slightly simpler device to use. Is that pretty? Is that unique? Would you say to the Clover line? No, or no. There are. There's definitely other devices okay. um, which are able to do that. Um, but uh, like Eschenbach has definitely got some, you know, devices which can mm -hmm. do that too. Um, and, and honestly, I, I've always been of two minds as to whether it's useful or not because it does give you a degree of panning, but it's not. You know, it can't cover an entire sure. eight and a half by eleven width. Sure. So, but I'm sure that I'm sure there are people who use it and do find it uh, useful. So why not throw it in there? You know, it's, mm -hmm. a, it's a good little feature. Uh, we can of course take a picture. And so now I've frozen um, the image on the screen just with one um, press of the, uh, of the picture button. And again, we can then zoom in and pan uh, around that picture as well. And so uh, you know, that's a nice feature. If we zoomed out all the way, we could take a picture, capture a decent amount, and then zoom in and use the joystick to pan around. Mm -hmm. We can also save pictures um, as well. So we do, do have that, uh, that capability too. Now you'll notice, um, if you're able to see what's going on here, that the two screens are actually displaying exactly the same thing at the moment. And so uh, you know, we, we could look at either screen. One of the cool things about having two, uh, two screens is there is something special we can do in the live magnification mode. And I'm hoping I'm going to be pressing the, the correct button here, because I've uh, only just started to use this device myself. But here we go. We have two separate things on the screen now. On the bottom screen, we have um, the document displayed at the lowest magnification uh, with an orange box on, the, on uh, the screen as well. And at the top screen, we have a magnified view of whatever is inside that orange box. And so we can go ahead and move that orange box around the screen using the joystick. Or I should say also, this is a touchscreen device. So if we prefer, we can just use uh, our finger on the screen. And wherever that orange box is located, we will see it magnified up in hmm. the top screen, okay. uh, which is really cool. So we have a kind of uh, context overall view on the bottom screen. And on the top screen, we have the magnified view. And we can use the magnification dial to increase the, uh, the magnification uh, on the top screen there. 
I haven't seen anything like that before. And if anybody else has, then please put it in the comments. But um, I thought that was a really, really cool, um, a really cool feature there. Yeah, it's kind of like having a combination of a CCTV's uh, kind of traditional find feature, but you can still stay magnified at the same time as you're using the find feature. Um, so um, super cool. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of that. And that's just one of the ways that these dual screens can be, uh, can be uh, put into use. I should say, by the way, the top screen connects to the bottom screen via an HDMI cable. I actually have a really long one here, but uh, it comes with a much more appropriate one. For some reason, I just decided to use the, the, <laughs> the long cable. I have no idea why. Uh, but anyway, um, so connected via one HDMI cable. Now, the top screen does need charging independently of the bottom screen. Um, so um, that's something worth bearing in mind there. We do also have an HDMI out on the bottom screen, so we can connect to an external screen if we prefer to um, you know, on the bottom screen. <clears throat> uh, actually, thinking about it, I wonder whether you can connect to a TV and do this dual screen stuff, but using a TV. I'm guessing you probably can. Yeah. I haven't tried it. Obviously, the nice thing about this top screen is it slots right into the stand. And so it, it's kind of like a Nintendo DS, if anybody ever played uh, played that device. It's uh, like a dual screen gaming device. Uh, nice. So it's kind of similar to that in that you've got these two screens, uh, one on top of the other. And it just looks cool. I mean, <laughs> why would you not want to do that? <laughs> it reminds me of like every time you see a TV show or a film and there's like a cyber person. Yeah. And they just have like a million screens it, around them. Yeah. yeah. A command center. <laughs> yeah, command center, exactly. <laughs> OK, uh, let's take a look at some of the other features. So we're going to jump uh, now into the uh, another use of these two screens, which is um, the distance um, and uh, near combination mode. So there's a button on the side that will switch us between distance mode, uh, near mode, and a combination of the two. And using the two screens, we get a full screen for both distance and near when we're doing the combination. So I'll press the button. We'll go into the distance mode here. Both screens will display the camera that's pointing into the distance. And uh, excuse my arm as I reach across here. This camera. You can rotate the top of it, and it uh, can point toward you. So you can do self-view, and it will also rotate you know, quite a bit into the distance. Um, it also moves from side to side, so the camera will rock from side to side. And we can't quite get the full range of uh, motion with the way we have things set up here. But it's got a good degree of motion from side to side. And also up and down as well. So we can point it up toward the ceiling or down toward the floor and so on and so forth. It's quite a clever design. Um, I'm, I'm impressed with the way that they have got all these different types of movement that you can do. And it's also it's stiff enough to stay steady, but not so stiff that it's hard That's to adjust. Sure. Um, so I guess the only downside is, is it is stuck on the right-hand side. So if you're left-handed, you know that's a bit of a shame. But mm -hmm. um, uh, you know I, I can see why they can't just make you know two separate models. That would be that would be too expensive. So um, so yeah, clever design. Now both screens are displaying the same thing, which is the distance view. But if we press the um, the, the same button again that we pressed to get to the distance view. Now we're doing split screen. And this is uh, really super clever. If we only had the bottom screen, we would still be doing split screen. But the bottom screen would be split in half. Um, but with the two screens, we can have a full screen for distance and for near. And again, like <clears throat> I haven't really seen anything like this before. I've seen split screen, yeah, but with two separate screens. like. You know, yeah. this is this is really pretty cool. And again, if anybody knows of any other devices that do and, this, then let us know. And so often, people do want the split screen. You know, to be able to, you know, if we look at like maybe students where they want to look up at a board, or yeah. even adults, you know, in a conference room. Exactly. But as soon as yeah. a lot of times, as soon as you do a split screen on a single screen device, 
it almost just makes both screens unusable. Yeah. And the fact that exactly. it's just so small. Yeah, you, you just know. lose so much screen real yeah. estate. Um, so this is a really great solution. Mm -hmm. I should say, by the way, this top screen is super light as well. So it really doesn't add much weight to the overall uh, package. Mm -hmm. So of course, we could be looking in the distance, as, as Corey was saying. We could be looking at the board, for example, at school. And uh, underneath here uh, on the bottom screen, we could be writing. And uh, that gives us uh, a great degree of flexibility. We can also adjust the magnification independently of the, uh, on the two screens. So bottom screen, we can zoom in. And then using the joystick and a button, we can switch to the top screen and zoom in there as well. Um, so um, yeah, uh, very impressed with that feature. I like it a lot. And if we press the, uh, the mode button again here, we will switch over to the opposite. So now we've got the uh, the the near camera displayed on the top screen and the distance camera displayed on the bottom screen. Um, so all in all, like yes, that is a great feature. I could definitely see a lot of people uh, benefit benefiting uh, from from that. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, let's go back to the near mode here, and we'll take a look at the the optical character recognition stuff. So here we are in the near mode. Um, we can do this in two ways. We can either do a full page, or we can do um, just whatever the camera is currently seeing. So let's start off doing what the camera is currently seeing. Um, we have a text-to-speech button. I'm going to go ahead and press that. It's going to take a picture. I'll give it a second to process the image here. Here it goes. OK. OK, so here we go. So OK. Now, it doesn't look like it's done a very good job. OK. But we're going to find out. So we're going to get it to read to us. Uh, let me just crank up the volume here. OK, so let's. Well, maybe it's an OK job. Let's find out. I want Tajith to pee to stand up for backslash for and toast tea. And this would be done. able to sing with no more my country to sigh the land where my father's deep from ever. Funnily enough, that's exactly what that document said. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Um, it didn't do a very good job. OK. Um, honestly, I have found the OCR with this isn't necessarily the best. Um, generally, though, you probably wouldn't be doing the OCR like this, you'd be doing the full page OCR. So okay. we'll take a look at that Let's in just a second. See if that gives us better. Yeah, see if that gives us a better result. Now, when we're in the OCR mode, if we press the home button, we'll bring up the controls. And these are going to be touch screen controls for the OCR. We have a, a speed, a voice speed slider. We have a play pause button. We also have a button on the left, which will allow us to switch from kind of the regular page view to text mode. this text mode, where it will display the text on the screen in high contrast computer font. And we can, of course, increase the size of that. And it will highlight um, as it reads. So we have those two different uh, views. Uh, we can also change the color in the text mode by using the, uh, the, uh, the contrast uh, dial here. And uh, we also have some options. Let's just go back picture to mode. the picture mode here. And so the OCR will attempt to segment the page into different areas. And mm -hmm. you might have seen this on other CCTVs, like um, the Clearview uh, Plus Speech, for example, um, or even uh, like the DaVinci Pro or something like mm -hmm. that, where it's able to split text up into different areas. Um, so when it sees blocks of text, it will present each of those blocks as a discrete area of text. And you're able to choose from which block you specifically want it to, to read from. Um, so this does that, but in my experience so far, it hasn't done a great job uh, of that. You can you can disable the segmentation, um, or you can enable it. Segmentation enabled. You can also choose whether you're able to multi-select segments, i.e., select what more than one at a time, oh. and it will read all the ones that are selected. Nice. Yeah, it's a nice feature for sure. Um, or just select uh, one at a time. So there are some good um, some good ideas there. 
Um, but I'm just not sure how good the OCR is in how, general. I was just going to say, I wonder how much of the segment, segmentation issues could be surrounding just the general OCR. Yeah, I, I, could, I could definitely see that. Um, I, and I assume that this device can be updated using, um, like, uh, you know, doing just a software Firmware, update. Yeah, uh, yeah over, um, yeah, I don't know, USB or something like mm -hmm. that. Um, I'm not sure. But, uh, but yeah, I assume that we have the, the latest version, uh, but who knows. So let's try and do the full page OCR, and uh, we shall see uh, how that works. So I'm going to go ahead and exit out to the live magnification mode. In the live magnification mode, if we press the home button, we'll also get up um, this uh, touch screen control panel. Uh, this one is for the live magnification options. We can do things like turning off the lights of the device. So now the lights are completely off. Turning on the lights again, disabling either the left light or the right light. Uh, so that's kind of nice there. And uh, we also have a brightness slider. So we can adjust the screen brightness. And we also have this thing that says A4. Now, A4 um, in England, that is the same as 8.5 by 11. So that basically means full page OCR. So if we go ahead and press on the A4 here, and now we've gone through to um, the, uh, the full page OCR mode. There is actually a rip in our page, so this is a little bit unfair. But uh, anyway, so we can't blame the machine entirely if it doesn't uh, do a great job. Uh, let's see how it does. We do have to lift up this screen here. Whoops, not like that. Here we go. And uh, anything within the orange box will be identified and read. Now we're not uh, we, because we're trying to do this like you know with all these with this table and the camera and everything <laughs> in the way. It's kind of difficult. Cords. Uh, and... Yeah, this really isn't a fair test of the OCR. I will say though, in my experience, it hasn't been the best. It hasn't been the worst, but it hasn't been the best. Anyway, anything inside the orange box is going to be read. So I'm going to go ahead and hit a touch screen button on the screen now. It's going to take a picture and give it a second here. It's really thinking hard about this one. OK. So now we have the image on the screen, the image which I just took. And if I want it to be read, I have to go ahead and hit the physical button on the front right of the screen here. And it's going to process the image, and then it's going to uh, go ahead and read it to us. We'll give it a second to do that, and we'll see how it did um, in terms of the quality of the OCR. OK. So it's, um, it's found some different segments here. And so we have a segment at the top, which is a large block of text. And it's quite hard to see this uh, for you guys, so I do apologize about that. We have a second segment, which is kind of like um, a line of text that was just on its own. So that makes sense. I can see why it did that. And then we have a third segment, which is a block of text on the bottom as well. So um, it did a decent job of, of uh, actually finding the segments here. Let's go ahead and have some of this read aloud to us. Um, so I'm going to. Um, Exercise Start the reading. So I'm just going to stop and pause it there. I'm going yes. to I'm going to say something <laughs> because you you brought this up to my attention yeah. a couple days ago yeah. and I just recognized it again. Yes. For some odd reason, yes. this OCR engine yeah. about 50% of the time misses ours. So you notice that instead of friends, it was fiends. fiends. I do like that one. Yeah, I have to say. <laughs> which I think is sort of funny, but it seems to really struggle, and it was doing it consistently. I want to stop you. Uh, I want to stop you okay. there though, because I I did some testing after I'd spoken to you yeah, last yeah. time, yeah. and it seems to be something specific to do with this font type. 
Oh. I tried it on another document and it did not miss the R's in the same okay. way. Okay, maybe it was, so maybe it's quite sensitive to the font style. Yeah, this, um, I'm not sure what font style this is, but it's it's not like your Times New Roman or your Arial. You know, it's, uh, it's something different. Interesting. Yeah, okay. but specifically with this document, it really struggles with the R's. So we, for example, here we have Martin Luther Kings. Yeah. Right? Um, instead of despair, despair. I say to you today, my fiends. Yeah, that's a, that's, yeah, that's a good one. Consistently, is doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, tomorrow, it missed. It got one of the R's, but missed the <laughs> other one. They're only going to give it fifty percent. Uh, yeah. And I, uh, he says, I still have a deem. It is a deem deeply rooted in the American dream. So I got oh, that, that one. one. <laughs> I got that one. Interesting. Yeah. It, it's right. peculiar. Um, yeah. So again, though, that seems something to do with this font type. But I've, we use this particular document regularly for OCR yeah. with multiple devices. And this is the only device where I've had that particular issue. Yeah, I've never seen an issue. Yeah, so I'm not sure what the engine is um, that they're using, but it seems odd. Um, yeah. Like I said, though, it does seem to be something, I can't say I've, I've tested every font type, but sure. I, I did test a newspaper as well. And it read that without missing the R's. So interesting. something okay. interesting going on there. Anyway, um, so we uh, again we have those same uh, those same options for magnifying the text, for highlighting, for um, different colors, and for uh, changing the speed, and for changing the volume. And there's dedicated buttons for the volume on the side there. So uh, it's got everything that you would expect from your OCR engine, um, uh, but uh, might not necessarily be as good with the OCR as, as some of the other devices. Okay, let's go ahead and exit out of there. And we will exit one more time. And one more time. OK, so we're back to the live magnification mode. Um, let's take a look at some of the other features. Not too much else I want to highlight here. But uh, we will take a look at the line markers. I'm going to go ahead and turn those on. Now, we have uh, the uh, horizontal line marker. We have the vertical line marker for columns. And then we have windowing, horizontal, and vertical windowing. One of the nice things is we're able to change the size of the, uh, the, the windowing. And we're able to change the position of the windowing. And we can change the size and the positioning of the line markers as well. And we can do all of that using our joystick. So when we have the uh, line marker on the screen, we can go ahead and hold down the line marker button and use the joystick up and down to move the position of the horizontal line marker. Or left and right will change the thickness of the horizontal line marker, which is really nice. Super easy to do. Uh, I think for line marker um, fans, um, this, has, this device has got a great system for them because it's easy to kind of move them around and manipulate them. Uh, vertical line marker, we can move um, it left and right with the uh, joystick left and right. And we can change the width of it with a joystick up and down. And then with the windowing, it's going to be the same idea. So horizontal windowing, we can do the jo joystick left and right to change the width of the windowing. And up and down will change the position. And then with the vertical, it's going to be left and right to change the position. And up and down to change the width. Um, I do like that uh, the the ease of of that because um, you know uh, for line marker users sometimes number one the line markers themselves are kind of hidden away in like mm -hmm. menus and stuff and then number two um, just changing the position and the size of them you know can be kind of Byzantine yeah. in terms of the button combinations you've got to use I think this device does it really well so if you are a line marker fan then uh, th then that's good 
But how many people use line markers? I don't know. This is kind of like uh, the situation when we were talking about docked magnifiers yeah. on yeah. the computer. Yeah, exactly. And of course, uh, I, I said no know, one uses. I said it. no one uses <laughs> docked magnifiers, and then somebody spoke up and said, "Well, I use a docked magnifier." That's all I use. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know, obviously, there are fans out there. If you're a line marker fan, then uh, why don't you let us know in in uh, the comments there? But I don't know how many people use them. I feel like um, quite often people just kind of get yeah. used to to not use. Them. Could be wrong though. Who knows? Who knows? Although, are they doing that because it's too hard to use? That's a good question. Maybe, yeah. So maybe, maybe if, uh, the Cloverbook easier. Pro will change the whole line marker. Yeah. The industry. Whole exactly. <laughs> Is that an industry? Is that? How that <laughs> <works>? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, uh, what else do we have to talk about here? We can um, save pictures. And um, honestly, I'm not going to demonstrate it now because I forget what I need to do in order to access well, those. It's pretty self-explanatory, too. You can yeah. save them and go back to a gallery and look at them. There you go. Uh, how you do that? Well, who knows? Uh, actually, you know what? Let's try it because why not? We're live. So okay. what could possibly go wrong? Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm guessing we hold down the picture button. If that's not what we do, then I'm stumped. I'm going to hold down the picture button here. Oh, yeah, that's right. OK, this is cool. Check this out. <laughs> now suddenly he's all confident. It all comes back to me. <laughs> this is a really cool feature, which, I again, I haven't seen on another device. OK, go. Not only can we save pictures, yes. but we can also record voice labels to go with them. Oh. OK, so. Uh, we and if anybody from uh, Sitecare or Ivy AT is watching, I apologize for <laughs> for my poor uh, my lack of knowledge here. But uh, yeah, we hold down the picture button. It's going to go ahead and save, and it gives us an option on the screen to record a voice memo. Let's record one. Wait, I think I did it wrong. Hello, this is a voice memo. How are you, Corey? Good. Good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Now, we can play back that voice memo. There is a play button here. Hello, this is a voice memo. How are you, Corey? <laughs> <laughs> OK, and uh, I don't know if, the, if you guys could hear that, but it played back uh, through the speakers fine for us. So now that picture should be saved along with the voice memo. Now, if you're a student, you can imagine how useful that could be. Not only could you take a picture of you know, whatever's going on on the board, but you could also record a voice memo to remind mm -hmm. yourself what on earth that picture is yeah. representing. Yeah. So um, to access that picture, I'm hoping this is what we do. We're going to hold down the Home button on the front here. And we get up this, uh, this menu here where we have various options. We're going to go to, uh, so we can switch from this menu, by the way, between the magnifier and the text-to-speech modes if we prefer to do it like this. I'm going to go to where it says Open. If this isn't where we go, I don't know what we do. OK, there's a number of different things here. So we have internal memory or SD card. We don't have an SD card in here, but you can put one in. So mm -hmm. if you've got a lot of stuff to save, um, you can go ahead and do that. And here we have an option for picture or document, mm -hmm. shared picture, and shared document. I need to read the manual because I'm not 100% <laughs> on all of those things. All right, all right. But if you guys like this device, then you can reach out to Irie because um, they're going to know uh, more than uh, more than me about this specific uh, this specific feature. But let's go to picture. That should be where our picture's stored. Oh, I actually have four pictures in here. I didn't even realize. Okay. So we have pictures, and any that have a voice memo have a little icon to indicate that there is a voice memo associated with them. Now, if I tap on the picture, hopefully it's going to open it up. How can we play back the voice memo? This is a question. OK. Yeah, I'm not sure how to do that from here. We can do it from the overview screen here. We can tap on the voice memo icon. Oh, this is a voice memo. How are you, Corey? And there we go. So we can definitely do it from the overview screen. If we open the picture, you can probably do it from here, but I'm not. Press, pic long press the picture, maybe? Mm, 
let's give it a try. Long press. Nope, that did do something, but I don't know what it was. <laughs> um, I'm, but anyway, yes, uh, I'm sure you can do it from here. Just not sure how off the top of my head. We can hit the home button to open a uh, menu within our gallery where we can move between the different pictures uh, from here. So we don't need to go back to that overview mode. We can go ahead and swap in between pictures uh, from directly within um, you know, our full screen picture view here. There's a button here. I don't know what it does. So I'm going to press it, and we're going to find out together. Okay. So here we go. We're going to press this button on the right here. Oh, it flips the picture. Excellent. So we can rotate our picture <laughs> through. <laughs> Thanks for that. Sorry. We can I actually was going to, at first, I was thinking of just hitting a button that just shut everything down. <laughs> and then I'm like, well, oh, but then we got to bring everything yeah. back up. You know, you can't, uh, you can't know everything. <laughs> so we can flick, uh, flip our picture through 360 degrees. Again, a really nice feature. Yeah. Yep. So this device has definitely got some cool stuff going for it. Um, I haven't seen the ability to record a voice memo with a picture on anything else. Yeah, if cool. anybody else has, then let us know. But uh, that's definitely a new one, uh, a new one to me. All right. I think I've said about everything that I can say about this device. Yeah. I, I fully admit that there are aspect there is there is more to this, and there are aspects which I haven't explored. Now, in my defense. We, we only got this recently. We and, just got it, yeah. And, and we, we do, wanted uh, to be cutting edge to bring you. Exactly, uh, yeah. We, we didn't want to hang around. We needed to no, bring this up straight away. No. Um, and it is super cool. Um, I'd already seen a video on it, so I already knew kind of you know the, what it could do uh, in general. And uh, yeah, it's really cool. So um, it's got a lot of unique features. Um, it can do a lot. It would be great for students, I think. It would be uh, great for people in an office environment, most likely. Um, and so, yeah, if you want to know more about what it can do, then uh, we will be doing a fully produced video on this, uh, which should be released next Friday. And hopefully, at that point, I will have learned a few more of the intricacies. Let's hope. Let's hope. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know I have full confidence in you. Oh, thanks. Um, OK, now we have already done a fully produced video on the next device, and this is going to be the Clover 10 HD. HD. Chloe, <laughs> Corey, uh, screen size on the Clover 10. What, what do you think? Well, um, so I know that the company that makes this is based in a uh, country that mm -hmm. has a, a, they only believe in one zeros. So actually, it's really a hundred inch screen, but they can only have one zero in their name. That must be, so it's that must be really inconvenient for them. Well, it is, because um, nobody has more than double-digit money, which gets a little weird. <laughs> uh, anyways, I would say a 10-inch screen, sir. Indeed. The, uh, the naming conventions continue in their, in their madness. Uh, the Clover 10, here it is. Uh, with a nice tenant screen. Now, this is going to be more of your. I don't. I don't. I'm going to say the, the term bog standard, but I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I just mean kind of. You know, it <laughs> does. It does what it does, and it does it well. Yeah. You know. Saying that though, there are actually some advanced features on this more than you might expect. I have okay. to say, this one I did actually dig into the manual for because we uh, we did a fully produced video on it that released last Friday. Mm -hmm. So I did want to make sure that I uh, could dive into some of the more. Um, uh, you know, the more uh, oblique um, kind of features. Mm -hmm. That being said, that was now um, two weeks ago. Yeah. So let's you see how known, much I can remember You are here. known for your memory. I am, yes, known for my bad memory. <laughs> so let's see how much of this I can remember. Uh, OK. 10-inch um, device, 
folds up. Uh, uh, how, how do I want to say this? It, uh, it, it tilts up toward you when you open it. So uh, it has a built-in stand, of course. Okay. Tilts up toward you at a really nice angle. I do like the angle. And the cool thing about it is that the controls at the front stay stay flat while the, t uh, the screen is hinged to tilt up. Um, so I think in terms of form factor, it's actually a very attractive device. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the buttons are nice and clicky and large and tactile. Um, however, Corey, I think you had a bit of an issue because you felt like the buttons were too long. Well, so what it, what, the issue that I had tactile was that, the, the, for example, like the far left button would be a rectangle. Yeah. And the left side had a a uh, convex dot yep. that would pop out, but the yep. right side was smooth. Yes. And for me, that, that denotes two, two different buttons yep. or a rocker, like a volume, where the, the, the part that popped up is volume up and the yep. flat side's volume down. Yeah. So it took me a, a minute to realize, you know, that it was just one button. It's such a nitpicky thing, but like the dot should be in the center of the button, not off to one side. Yeah, and I think that's a, a fair comment for sure. Um, the buttons are easily differentiated from the rest of the uh, the control panel because the rest of the control panel is this high gloss kind of slippy mm -hmm. surface, whereas the buttons are this matte uh, surface with a bit more resistance. So you can definitely feel where those buttons are. And again, similar to the Cloverbook Pro, this one has got a joystick in the middle. Um, so that means we can do live panning with this one as well. So uh, for the control panel, we have color button to the left, magnification minus the joystick, magnification plus, and the, uh, the dedicated color mode on the right. We also have a button on the front surface of the control panel, which is for the autofocus lock and unlock. We have a button either side, uh, actually on the sides of the control panel, um, one of which uh, will take a picture, and the other one which will turn on the line markers and windowing. Um, and then we have the power button uh, on the top. There's an HDMI out as well to connect to an external screen. And there's a camera in the top center of the screen as well that allows us to do self view. Uh, really nice quality image, uh, high definition, of course, as you would expect. Um, so, I mean, you know, all the basic stuff is there. Mm -hmm. We can magnify, we can change colors. Checks all the boxes. Checks all the boxes. Now, when we are magnified, just like with the Cloverbook um, Pro, we can use the joystick to pan around. And again, it's the same situation. It's not going to cover an entire 8.5 by 11. Uh, but we do have some degree of movement left, right, up, and down. I have the sound turned off because it's a very noisy machine. It really? I'll show it, you in a and second. It's not only is it noisy, but it's a real yeah. it's a sound that goes right into the brain. <laughs> it really <laughs> is. Um, I'm going to turn it on now, though, just to um, show you. Let's see. I think we do this. Yeah. OK, so now the sound's turned on. Now, when we're panning, we'll get a beep to let us know that we've reached the edges. So as we go left, we're all the way right, obviously. There we go. Beep for uh, that's as far as we can go. We can't go any further down. Uh, up, you get the idea. It's going to beep to let you know when you reach the periphery. It's kind of nice, actually. Yeah. I like that. I do like that, but the problem is with the sound turned on, it's not just that. Yeah. Every button that we press is going to beep. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, to me, it's too much. Like I agree. Yeah. Uh, but I'm know. glad they allowed you to turn it off, though. Yeah, so you can turn it off if you don't like it. If you do like it, it's there. Use it. You know what I mean? So no harm, no foul. Um, but I, I kind of wish that they had allowed you to turn it on just to let you know when you're panning just that you've reached yeah, the edges. Yeah. Sure. I don't think you can do that, but uh, anyway, never mind. So let me turn that off. Um, so that is, is a more advanced feature, you know, the panning side of things. You don't get that uh, with, with every device. 
We do have a focus lock on this, so we can lock the focus to the page if we want to write underneath that. But with, as with any handheld, writing underneath there is not going to be the easiest mm -hmm. thing in the world. We'd have to kind of turn it sideways. And uh, I'm not in the right color mode here. Now let me switch. But uh, yeah, we'd have to kind of turn it sideways and try and get our hand underneath there. So not going to be the easiest to write with. However, they do have an accessory. They sure do, the yeah. assist stand. The assist stand, and that one would uh, basically be a stand that this uh, device goes into, and it lifts it up off the table. And now uh, you, it's kind, now it's kind of like the Cloverbook Pro in the sense mm -hmm. that it has its own stand, and you can get your hand underneath there, and you can write underneath there, and you can put your document underneath, and so on and so forth. Okay. Um, so there, the focus lock, I suspect, would come in more useful. And that sure. assist stand is one hundred and twenty dollars. When the Clover Ten HD is. Yeah. Uh, twelve ninety nine. It is twelve ninety nine. Mm -hmm. So you can get the entire bundle for less than fifteen hundred dollars. Yes. And you can get it now at. No, you can't actually because we haven't put it on our website. I was going to say you can get it now at vision-forward.org. Well, you could call us. You could call us, and we will custom it just for you. <laughs> okay. You heard it here first, people. <laughs> Um, let's take a look at some of the other devices. We do have line markers. And again, we have uh, vertical and horizontal line markers, vertical and horizontal windowing. And with this, again, we can use the joystick, and we can change the width of the line markers and change the position of the line markers and do the same with the windowing as well. This is actually even easier for that stuff because with the Cloverbook Pro, you have to hold down a button while using the joystick to change those things. Mm -hmm. With this one, you just use the joystick. So it's even easier. And so again, I'm a fan of that feature for, for sure. Um, and uh, yeah, it's all very responsive and, and does the job nicely. So if you do like line markers, this um, is an even better choice. <laughs> We also um, have a dedicated color button, which is always nice to see. So we have, obviously, the high contrast colors. But we also have a dedicated color button, so we can very quickly switch back to uh, regular color, so when we're looking at pictures and things. And another thing that I like is we can actually kind of favorite uh, our high contrast color modes. So mm -hmm. by, uh, by default, we would have to swap through them all, and we'd have to keep on pressing the button, and mm -hmm. you know, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. But if we have one that we particularly like, we can tell the machine that it's our favorite. So for example, here's white on black. I'm going to hold down the color mode button. I'm going to see a heart displayed on the top left of the screen. That means I've favorited this color. So now, in the high contrast mode, I only have access to high contrast white on black and high contrast uh, black on white. Oh, so cool. it'll give you the color you've chosen and the inverse. And, the and of true. course, a regular color has its own dedicated button there. And so um, that makes it a lot uh, more convenient. Other machines, you have to go into a menu to do that stuff. And so it is nice um, to you know, not have to go into a menu uh, to, to change that functionality. We can also take a picture, and we can also save pictures. So to take a picture, we press the picture button on the side. It locks the image. We can magnify it and change the colors. If we want to save, we can hold down that picture button. And it's going to go ahead and save the picture. We get a green box on the screen with an arrow pointing down to let us know that it saved it. We can't record voice memos with this mm -hmm. one, so we don't have that functionality. But we do have a gallery that we can access by holding down the regular color button. It's going to jump us into the gallery. We can use the joystick to move between the different um, options. This is not a touch screen device. So we can use the joystick to move between the pictures that we've taken. And we can press the color mode button to select a picture and then uh, you know, magnify it and change the colors. Um, so again, that's kind of nice. It's one of the more advanced features if we want, uh, if we want access to saved pictures. Um, what else do we have? I feel like I'm missing something, but I'm not sure what. Let's find out here. So we're going to try and do something here. 
Uh, yes, I know what it is. We can turn on and off the various lights. Here we go. So I've just gone ahead and turned off the lights at the back with a uh, button combination, power button and uh, picture button. Turn them back on again with the same combination. We can also turn off the lights individually. And I'm just trying to remember how to do it. We'll do power and autofocus button. There we go. So now just the left light is on. Now just the right light is on. And now both lights are back on again. Um, I was trying to think why you might want to turn off one of the lights. Any Maybe ideas? if it's just, if, if my only thought is yeah. if one, two lights is too much, no lights is not enough. Like yeah, I guess. I wonder what, sa what situation that would happen in. Yeah, yeah I, I really can't. That's an interesting one. But uh, anyway, features are always good. Um, so that's a button combination, so slightly more complicated. Um, but uh, it's there if we need it. Um, and. What else do we have? I think that pretty much covers everything. We have screen okay. brightness that we can adjust. Um, one of the other features which we haven't looked at yet, because I keep on forgetting it, is um, the um, self-view mode. So there's a slider at the top, uh, and we can go ahead and slide that to the side. Now it's switching to the front-facing camera. My problem with this is it the clove is not really at the right angle to do this. The you, screen. You have to get yourself. Yeah, you've got to get yourself over it, and, um, yeah. or tilt the device toward you. Uh, but you can go ahead and zoom in. I would say the quality of the image you know, isn't the greatest either. Sure. With the Cloverbook Pro, the camera, the, the distance and self-view camera on that is really good, like amazingly good. So sure. you can really get in there and see all the imperfections in your skin and you know, that type of thing. <laughs> uh, but with this one, it's just, it's just a little bit washed out. It's, it's not the best resolution. I'm not sure what the uh, megapixel uh, count is of the, ca the camera there. But um, anyhow, um, it's a feature. It's there. If you want it, then um, you can go ahead and use it. Yours for the usage. It's yours for the usage. And uh, very lightweight device, I will say that as well. So uh, definitely would be easy to carry around, despite the fact that it's uh, you know, a larger device yeah. um, with a 10-inch screen. And I think I saw about three-ish hour battery life, which that sounds is pretty about standard. Right. Uh, yeah, it's pretty standard for a device like that. Um, so. It's it's difficult because there's a lot of you know there's a lot of these types of devices on the market. Yeah, yeah. Um, so sometimes it can be difficult to kind of differentiate between them. Yeah. Um, I would say you know this device it's got the self view going on. I don't know how useful that would be in practical terms though. Mm -hmm. um, I do like the the appearance of it and the fact that it has kind of physical buttons and they're uh, kind of quite clicky and tactile. I like that they stay flat too, so that yeah. your your finger you're not bending your fingers kind of on and on angle. Sometimes yeah, to yeah. do the ones that, but I mean, uh, it is. They're, 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 I mean, these devices at this point, they're so mature that it's very hard to distinguish yourself. That's exactly you it. Know? Yeah, and this one does have some nice advanced functionality if mm -hmm. you wanna if you wanna dive into that. Um, but um, I would say it's definitely more kind of uh, standard, the kind of thing that you would expect. Sure. Whereas the Cloverbook Pro is really kind of pushing the envelope. That's a, a more advanced. Yeah. That yeah. Makes sense. So um, so that one, I especially with that second screen option, I, I do really think it's quite uh, unique. Perfect. And that is that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think we've had any uh, anybody in the in the in the no, chat there, no, have we? No question. Very quiet today. No, yeah. That's well. You know what? It's because you are just doing an amazing job that people are like. Oh, I have a. No, no. He answered. answered. I have another. <laughs> no answer. So I'm going to take your word on that one. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, let's switch back. Let's see if our main camera is still working here. No, nope, we're frozen. That's what I figured. Yeah, so we've been having some technical yeah. issues today, um, as we often do. The webcam, or that uh, our good camera's being weird. But good cam good cam well, you right. have a nice frozen image of us, so just imagine that you can see our mouths moving. And, no, uh, no, no. <laughs> you'll be fine. Also, I hope you notice we're in a nice field of clover today. Yes. Very on brand. Yes. Um, let's see whether our exit code works, shall we? 
All right, so today's exit code for ACVREP credit. Again, you can head to vision-forward.org slash techtalklive. Today's exit code is luck. 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 Exclamation mark. If we're going to be Throw it into chat real quick here. Okay, okay. Give me a second. Exit code is luck. Excellent. Perfectly. Um, yes, so please feel free uh, to go to uh, vision-forward.org forward slash live if you want to get your ACV REP credits. Mm -hmm. And you will also find some other things. I just realized I completely forgot to do a handout for this uh, session. <gasps> I will get one up there. We'll on, well, uh, yeah, we'll throw up a brochure. Yes, a brochure on these, uh, on these devices. And don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. You can go to youtube.com forward slash InFocus Technology. And there you will see a recording of this, which will be there probably tomorrow, mm -hmm. as well as a bunch of other videos, including previous Tech Talk Lives and um, a number of more produced assistive technology videos, including one on the Clover 10. And hopefully next Friday, we'll Upcoming. have one on the Clover Book Pro as well. Perfect. Uh, so feel free to check those out. And if you're not already, please do subscribe and like any videos that you like. And uh, if you dislike any videos, you can dislike them. That's no, fair. I would like you to like them as well. Like, like, it, or like the ones you like and like the ones you dislike. Yes. And uh, with that, I think we are uh, So next, uh, July 22nd, oh, yes, yes, I yes. most likely will not be here. Yes. But Luke will be here with a guest from uh, eSight. That's correct. Yeah, so eSight so have recently been doing some software updates and uh, kind of improving some of the functionality. So we're going to be looking at the eSight 4, which we have done before, but it was a long time ago. Yeah, very um, yeah. yeah, so we're going to be looking at the eSight 4, and we'll be discussing some of the, the updates to that. So uh, please tune in. 11 o'clock Central, uh, two weeks' time. You got it. All right. Enjoy the rest of your summer, everybody. Everybody have a great one. See you next time. Bye. Thanks for joining us for another Tech Talk Live. If you enjoyed Corey and Luke's antics, join us again in two weeks. To register, visit vision-forward.org slash techtalklive.